everyone, Happy New Year. And um, I have to start with an apology because uh, I've been away for quite a bit. Uh, the reason for that is that obviously we've been uh, through holidays and there has been a lot going on. Um, and this is a new season. So um, new season, first episode, um, which I never actually thought that I will make it this far. When I started the whole thing, I just thought that this is um, this is going to be fun for a little while. But then I had amazing, amazing guests. Um, literally every one of them were amazing. And, and um, to start off this year, I have uh, Gonzalo Lorenzo with me, who's a really good friend of mine. Um, he lives in Bristol. He coaches in uh, rocket paddle and he is just an unbelievably knowledgeable guy on, on paddle. He does an Instagram site uh, called Pedal Drive, which is um, testing rackets, giving you the right technique. Please follow him on Instagram and on also on YouTube. Um, lovely chap, really good chat. Um, and you can, you can actually hear that we are really friendly. We did it live, um, but... It was a rookie mistake. We didn't really get the um, the sound is great, but the video wasn't the best what we can make. So uh, this is gonna be just um, and like a normal podcast. And also the last thing which I wanted to say is that obviously I will say that this is something like the first like I, I we recorded it last December and um, and it has been long overdue, but I had so much going on. Um, really exciting stuff in my personal life. Um, I'm gonna be working in paddle, so that's great, uh, from the 15th of January. And, um, and yeah, please do have a listen. This is a little bit of a longer introduction. The reason for that is these special circumstances which I had to face, but please have a listen. Uh, let us know how you liked it. Um, follow Pedal Drive and also follow the Pedal Podcast on on different um, sites. Um, and yeah, just uh, have a great year. Play a lot of Pedal and yeah, listen to the episode. Thank you. Hi everyone, and especially the Pedal Drivers. I've got Gonzalo with me, and this is the twenty third episode of the Pedal Podcast. And um, yeah, it's it's a little bit different, as you can see. We've got a lot of cameras around us, and uh, yeah, it is uh, it is a pleasure to have you, Gonzalo. We are really good friends. Uh, we've known each other for like half a year now, so um, yeah. not that long. But since uh, Rocket Paddle opened here in Bristol, Gonzalo is the head coach, um, and he also has a really really successful um, Instagram page. Yeah, which of. is called uh, the pedal drive or just yeah. pedal drive. But you will you will uh, tell me a lot more about this. But basically, thank you very much for um, for being here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thank you for being here because yeah. uh, we are at Rocket Pedal, as you can see behind us as well. And you've got this lovely jumper as well. So there you go. Rocket all the way. And uh, we are really happy for Rocket in general because we've got 12 indoor uh, double squirts and two single scores where you can warm up so it's a great facility gonzalo loves it and uh, you won't notice on his accent but he's actually spanish <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um how you feeling um are you nervous that you're we're recording a podcast now and now uh, th that you're part of the pedal podcast mm, how you um, doing yeah i have to say that is the first time that i'm in a podcast um, however, uh, with all the work that we've been doing lately in Paddle Drive, I have to say that I'm becoming quite confident on speaking in front of the camera, so it's not uh, much of a big deal uh, right now. Just wanted to point out, so that is clear, 
I'm not the head coach. I'm just like uh, working uh, uh, for Rocket Paddle okay. as a coach. Uh, I don't think we have a head coach at yeah. the moment. In case we do have one, it's probably uh, Richard. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure, so we, mm. we will leave it there. Yeah, um, yeah. Richard, Richard Gap, so shout out to him as well. Yeah. He's a lovely ga- a guy, and, and he's, uh, he's an unbelievable, like, he's, he's a great pedal player, really. Yeah. Like, he was an unbelievable uh, tennis player, and now he's converted. He absolutely yeah. loves the sport. Uh, they just won a great three as well, so uh, he's really good. Mm. Uh, he's climbing up the rankings, and I don't know what his plan is, but it's it's really cool that he's yeah. he's doing that. And uh, yeah, so uh, Gonzalo, where are you from? What what's what's the background? Yeah. How did you get into pedal? As the first question, and yeah. yeah, just tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so um, I'm from Madrid, uh, Getafe, uh, in concrete. So it's like ten minutes away from uh, from Madrid. Great I'm 26. Team. Um, some people don't know this, but I'm actually an aerospace engineer. I work for Rolls-Royce, um, so aircraft engine manufacturer. Uh, manufacturer. Um, and yeah, I started playing parallel probably around 15 years ago. Uh, I remember that the first time, um, it was actually because parallel was becoming quite popular in Spain. My father started to play and it became like a regular thing at home that he was arriving two, three hours late because he was playing paddle with his colleagues after after work. So one day I, I said to him, like, I want to go there and I want to see you playing paddle. Um, so he said, like, yeah, for sure, uh, come come with me. You can watch us play and, and whatever. I was intrigued. Uh, what, what, what is this thing? Like, uh, I never seen it before. I knew everybody was talking about it, um, but it was like the perfect time to, to see it, right? So I went there, I watched my father and his colleagues uh, play for a little bit, and I was like, this is actually really cool. It looks really cool. Um, I used to play tennis at that time, so I had some kind of racket skills, let's say. So when they ended the game, I was like, oh, can I play some points, please, please, please? And they said, yeah, of course. So I jumped on court with them. Um, it was quite decent. I couldn't deal with the, with the glass because it was something that was completely new for me, but I was able to give them a good game. So uh, whenever there was one uh, person missing for the match, I was the one coming with my dad. So it was like a three, forty-five years old uh, guys, and then me, <laughs> like a teens, little kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was really how how I started in into paddle. Uh, then I remember that it was like a little bit uh, back and, and forward. You say right. Um, so some years I was playing more than others. It was always something that was there. Um, but at some point it really became like a real hobby. Um, especially when, when I finished my master's and I had a lot of free time, I was looking for a job and I was playing a lot of paddle. And I was like, this sport is great. Like the tactics, uh, they are quite simple to, to get the basics. But there is so many things that you can learn. And that was like really caught my attention. And, and I have spent a lot of time playing paddle. And, and to be honest, I really see it as a, a lifestyle. And I, I feel that what paddle gives you is quite unique compared to other sports. That social aspect, uh, going on court with three other people that you love, and, and then have a beer afterward. I feel like it's so friendly. It is really attached to Spanish, Spanish traditions. That's probably why it's so big there. And I'm super happy to see that here in Rocket, we are kind of replicating that feeling. 
Um, so, so yeah, I'm super happy. I'm a, a big uh, passionate about Paddle, and that's what we're trying to uh, show in, in Paddle Drive social media, really, that that passion for Paddle, like driving passion for, for Paddle, not just the technique or the tactics, but also uh, spending time on court with people that you like, spending time with people after your game, and, and those connections that we have, for example, in the Advanced League um, on Wednesdays. But we to finish, touch that, but I'll, and, I'll talk about and it. And everybody <laughs> is having a pint, yep. talking to each other, connecting with new people. For me, that's, that's part of really. Yeah, and um, you mentioned the the, uh, the Wednesday Advanced League here in, um, in Rocket, which is one of my favorite weekly yeah. uh, doings as well. Like, unfortunately, when, when the whole thing started and when it mattered on, on how you, how you uh, finished at the end of, end of the, the day, um, I wasn't really playing that, that much. But, but since um, basically like a month or six weeks ago, I started to play every week because it's, mm -hmm. it's an unbelievable two hours really intense battle with really good quality players and and it's just good to see that there's a there's a lot going on and um, and you know the players are are really intrigued to play with each other uh, the level is what I would say is 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 quite even yeah. so it's it's not it's not like there's there's uh, amazing players and and there's like you know lower intermediates yeah. it's like higher intermediates yeah. to like like mid advanced players mm. so it's it's really good fun um and yeah well well done on on coming up with that one so yeah um you mentioned pedal drive and you said that that you actually like came up with the whole idea because you wanted to do something and we joke about it many times as well that like we think it's great that you're doing yeah. it and and you always ask me like how did i do what do i think and i think you're doing great and uh and when um it's really important to to have i always mention it that i think we need more of everything in paddle and that was uh that was um talked about with Emma Kimber as well from the Bandeja magazine yeah. um, that she thinks that we need more coaches, more more courts, more players, more more everything. And, yeah. and obviously we need more uh, social media uh, as well. And, um, and it's great to see that, yeah, you came up with this um, sort of teachings um, or like how should I put it? Just like different videos where you yeah. where you actually go about different. Uh, like the serve was the, the latest what you did before that. It was like you you talked about the bandeja. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. So so yeah, it's 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 good to see that there's there's a platform for people who want to learn in English because yeah. obviously we've got Manu Martin, we've got. Um, the Dutch guy who I cannot recall his name, but he's he's yeah. fairly famous in that oh, one. Well, right? Yeah yeah yeah. Um, and and it's great to see that there's more of this and and actually we what we spoke about and that might be uh, that might be a future uh, reference as well. But mm. we we are planning some things with Pedal Drive and the Pedal Podcast yeah. to do together on some gear. Uh, we're not going to say more, but you know you can sort of uh, put it together and what what it will be. But yeah, we we like when when we started chatting as well. Um, you've been listening to the podcast and yeah. you said that it would be great to be part of it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, you're a great player. You're, you're a great guy. And, and, um, and it's just good to have someone who's like-minded. So, yeah. Um, how did you end up in Bristol? Was it because of Royce Royce? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, that, that's the main reason. I used to work as a consultant for Rolls Royce in Seville, uh, in Derby. And 
we got like me and um, my best friends really we uh, we saw that some um, job positions open here in Bristol we applied we got lucky we were the first ones being called and we said like Bristol seems like a really nice city definitely and better than Derby <laughs> <laughs> you can be honest, mate. Like you know, I mean, you, yeah. you've got Der Derby has a really great uh, pedal center with weir weir yeah, pedal. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, there's that's there's exactly no what you get. This way, you've been playing a lot of pedal because you couldn't do anything else. <laughs> yeah, it might be the reason. Um, but yeah, like I had a very good time in Derby because I was surrounded by amazing people, um, and some of my friends they still live there. So it's a city that I feel like in some way I belong to. Uh, but obviously, Bristol is a bigger city. You have um, many more things to do. My friends uh, are also here. I have this great paddle facility, so obviously I'm super happy to be in Bristol right now. Um, but yeah, the reason why I moved was uh, because of Rolls-Royce. Um, I always wanted to work for Rolls-Royce as an aerospace engineer uh, that I like. Aircraft engines is like your dream job, really. So I was like, let's go for it. Uh, of course, I was aware that all the movement uh, that was going on here with the paddle clubs, like Rocket Paddle was opening, Search was opening, We Are Paddle Bristol was opening. So for me, it was like a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. It's like my, my job and my biggest passion, paddle, they all yeah. go together. Intertwined. In, yeah. So yeah. it's like... It was something that I didn't have to think a lot, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing as well is that when, when, I, when, we, when we talk about Derby, yes, we, we are joking about it, that the Midlands isn't necessarily the best place yeah. in, the, in, in England, but, but Bristol, um, now it's good that I'm talking to someone who lives in Bristol. Yeah. You're the first, actually, who's, who's living in Bristol yeah. uh, out of everyone who I spoke to so mm -hmm. far. And we can talk about this massive boom which is happening yeah. in, in, in Bristol, in Paddle, and... Uh, and this episode was more like to, to basically, we, we came up with this whole idea yeah. just to get to know you on what your background is and everything. And now that we actually started to do this, there's going to be a lot more happening. And I don't want to do this um, like uh, um, teasers everywhere. Uh, but but I, think, I think it is, it is something which is, uh, which is good to know that someone is thinking alike um, about pedal. You've been in this industry at least as a player for, as you say, 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, you said that you didn't know how to use the wool. Some things never change. So, <laughs> so, so obviously now, now um, I'm, I'm more than happy to give you lessons all the time. So it's, it's absolutely fine. I know that you're the coach, but you know, sometimes you need, you need to be taught on how, how things are. But yeah, so when, so you came around half a year ago to Bristol, yeah. right? And can you see how, amazing the the rocket clubs yeah. um like increase of players is uh what do you think of the level is the level getting pretty good now yeah i mean for for me the most important thing is not the level it's just the, the amount of users that we are able to bring into the club um, because the level comes with time like some people are more talented some people put in more hours but what you really want to see is people having fun on court um, Numbers-wise, I am amazed. Uh, I love to see that people like this sport. They are willing to spend many hours every week uh, playing paddle, and that makes me really happy. And of course, uh, that goes together with with the level. I think 
Uh, as Rosco uh, says always, like Bristol is a very lucky city. Uh, I could also feel it uh, for myself because in Derby it was quite hard to find a proper game, let's say. But here you have so many good players, so many good tennis players that started playing paddle. They love it and they come every week. So it's quite easy to find a, a very good game. And, and I can see that my level is increasing as well uh, since, since I moved to Bristol just because uh, the, levels, the, the, the games that I'm able to play. So, so the level is super good. I mean, as you mentioned, in the advanced Wednesdays, uh, I'm very happy to see that everybody now is able to compete. You might think you are the best player or uh, you might think that you are an average player. Everybody can beat everybody. It's like the level that we have right now is such a good thing. Uh, people enjoy competitive games, which is part of the sport as well. Um, and there is a definitely really good level here in Bristol. We could see also in the grade three, which is normally could be quite average, but the one in Bristol was very strong. Two, uh, we two as well. So many. Yeah, both both were amazing. Yeah. Uh, one was in Weir Paddle, the other one was here in Rocket. Uh, and we haven't given a shout out to um, to the owners of, of Rocket, yeah. so, uh, who, who are, I mentioned it in, in the previous episode, uh, that they're opening um, another uh, massive muggle of, of a court um, in Ilford mm. in London. So that's um, that's something which to be to be looking out for. Um, that's that's going to be happening uh, pretty soon. And London will have proper courts, yeah. um, not just in Imperium, but there's going to be one in Ilford. So that's that's great to know. And obviously we've got, uh, what's the name of um, of the one in... Um, Battersea? Not the bad, no, Battersea had uh, just a pop-up court. But no, there's uh, there's one we just opened not long, uh, in Slough. Oh, in Denmark. No, 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 in, uh, in next to London, Slough. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, so there, there, there was a, there, there's a court there as well. So, so London is, is, is coming, yeah. um, coming up next to Bristol, not even close in terms of like what's happening. But, but it would be quite interesting to see on the, like that's, uh, you played last week and I'm yeah. unfortunately, I was just a reserve and I, I didn't feel like I'm going to stay. But uh, there, we, we played, um, Avon uh, County played um, the county champs yeah. and we did pretty well. Yeah. Tell me about it. How did that go? Ooh. Apart from the last, like, <laughs> don't tell me about Sunday. And we're not going to say and why we're not going to say anything about uh, Sunday. We lost to Essex <laughs> for certain reasons, which we're not going to disclose now. But um, how did the Saturday go? It was a really cool experience uh, for me. Um, it was really nice to represent uh, Avon County. And I also had the luck to play with Marcos, Jos and, and Arturo, they are very good friends. Uh, especially Marcos, uh, who I consider is a very important person uh, in the paddle world here in Bristol. Oh, 100%. So, Shout out to Marcos. Yeah. He's one of, one of uh, my main listeners. Yeah. Shout out to him. <laughs> I even mentioned him on my Instagram. So, you know, Marcos Garcia, you're a legend. Yeah. Uh, hello, Marcos. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's a very good friend, so it was really nice to play with uh, these guys also to... Um, the rocket from yeah. Tandale. Yeah, and, and the level was, uh, again, quite impressive. Uh, you, can, you can tell that many players are starting to get a very nice level uh, all over the, the country, really. And we had very tough games. Uh, something that I learned in competition is that 
whenever you are warming up and, and you see someone in front of you that maybe doesn't have your technique or never think that you're going to win that game. Like, respect your opponent from the very first point. Uh, this might not be the case for everyone, but I like to jump on court assuming that I'm going to lose and that I will have to do something to prove that I deserve to win. So um, even though you might see someone with no technique, uh, that person is very good. So <laughs> take that can into be, account. Can be very good, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and we lost <clears throat> some of the games, but then in the shootout we, we did really well, and then uh, out of four games, uh, four matches, sorry, uh, we won three. Yeah. And then we had that yeah. uh, game with SX. Which we we're lost. not going to talk about. Um, for the listeners or for the viewers, it's something which uh, <laughs> which is a really really um, sticky situation which happened. Um, and if you want to um, talk about it, just just reach out to us and we will disclose it, but not <laughs> not on air because it's uh, it's still it's still hurtful. Because yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure we would have had a chance against Essex as well, which I is quite so. nice to I see. Um, and and you you said that you you don't really mind the level and I and I get it on terms of like the rocket perspective, yeah. um, and it's and, and it's quite great to see that in Avon County there's like six eight players yeah. who are pretty similar. There's not there's not a lot between them. Mm. And and um, and as I say, I was I was the plus one. I was the reserve, and and Josh uh, Cashdan got the uh, uh, the call up, mm. which. I absolutely appreciate and um, and yesterday Josh and, and Marcus they uh, they uh, finished yeah. uh, in a final in a great three as well in in NTC so in uh, in National Tennis Center in um, in London so again you know it's it's just great to see that there's so many people playing this game and mm. and why why pedal is so important for for um, for getting. A racket sport and it doesn't matter we've got all different backgrounds i'm tennis yeah your paddle <laughs> there's squash players there's table tennis players yeah. there's there's racquetball players so there's there's a lot of different guys who who come in uh pick up a racket fall in love with the game and yeah. and they cannot let it go like i'm torn because i've as as listeners know, I've been playing tennis since I was four years old. Uh, I've I, I had quite good results, but but still, whenever now I'm on a pedal court, I feel alive, and and there's there's not even um, a time when I feel like mm, yeah, I don't know, like this this isn't this is this isn't the day. Yeah. But yeah, obviously we have off days, but it's still enjoyable because of the camaraderie, because of of what is happening on a court, because. Uh, it's just fun. It, it, is. it is. It is fun. Um, and yeah, so how, how do you see the next one to three, five years in the UK, in Bristol, um, even in Europe? Can we, not necessarily England, but like, and, and I know that it, it will be quite hard for you because obviously you're Spanish, so, so you've got the best players in the world. Uh, who's your favorite player, by the way? Ooh. Pablo had a Pablo Garcia had a pretty easy one. So I mean, he just he just literally said yeah, it's Sanyo. For, for me, um, it's quite weird because I don't have anything to do with this player. Like I don't relate with his game style or anything, but I just admire him as a person. For me, it's Arturo Coelho. Okay. Um, I remember the cheat code. I call him. <laughs> I just call him the cheat code. 
He's like six and a half meters tall yeah. and has the hand skills of a surgeon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and he's a lovely, lovely guy. But he's, I, I feel he's more on the, on the personal side, you know? Um, obviously, as I mentioned, he's lefty, um, right-handed, uh, completely different shots. Like he has a really particular game style. I play really different. I'm, of course, way, way like very far yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but no, no, no. I, I think I think everyone gets it. What you mean by that? And and you know, look, I, I can say that I, I play like I don't know Federer. I don't mm. not like no. I don't. But yeah. I don't. But but you know, I, I get it. What you mean? But why why Coelho? Uh, I remember uh, when they played against uh, Galan and LeBron in in Vigo, and they were officially uh, like pair number one. Yep. Um, oh, what a game that was! Game, final set, final I, I, set. I, I watched it two times. Unbelievable! Uh, that was that was one of the best battle matches I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So. Uh, and LeBron was heavily injured as well. Yeah. Like he could he could hardly hit a shot. You can see that he was he was grimacing. It was it was crazy. See, yeah, he wouldn't really play this match, and still mm. uh, they almost won. So yeah. I mean, could have gone both ways, yeah, really. Yeah. But yeah, what I was saying is that. I remember they won and, and he got very emotional and he started to say thank you to everyone that was around him. And he spent a, a good a, like percentage of time saying thank you to their parents, all the effort uh, they did so that he could become number one. And, and the way he was that grateful with his parents and appreciating all the effort that they made so that he could succeed in life. I, I think I really relate to that because I, I also feel that my parents, they gave me everything they could. Uh, and I, I, will always, I will always be super grateful um, because, I mean, we are <laughs> far away from being a rich family, let's say, but um, I feel like they have spent uh, a lot of resources in my education and, and for me to be in, uh, at the top of, of my possibilities. So it's something that I will always be grateful uh, for. And when I saw Coelho uh, being in that same way with his parents, I was like, dude, I love this guy. And the way he talks, he's so... Uh, so humble. Yeah. That's, that's why he's great. Um, he's no cocky at all. No, he's, no, no. He's and, a and monster. He could be like, yeah. I'm the best. But he's, not, he's but, not. But also in these sports, you need to be... Um, you need to believe that you're the best around. Yeah. If you don't, like, again, I can relate to tennis. And if you don't have the self-confidence to really push that sort of personality that, yeah, I'm going to crush everyone. I'm not, uh, I don't care about what anyone thinks of me. Yeah. That's when you can be successful. But when you see like Tapia, who has, who actually has the, mm. the hand skills of a surgeon, like, you know, his, his saves are, are, out of this world yeah <laughs> and when you when you look at the two you can say that yeah Coelho and his smashes from like literally from the back wall and it just bounces out like over his own yeah. back wall it's it's crazy to see but if if we have to compare he wouldn't be this good if he wouldn't have a partner like Tapia Oof. Topia I mean, I feel like they just play so well together. Yes. And, and my opinion on that topic, I mean, obviously, they are both insane players and that's why they are number one, right? But um, I, am, <clears throat> I think that the reason why Tapia can play that good with Coelho is because Coelho just gets an insane amount of court for himself. He covers so much space that Tapia, whenever he's playing, he's so comfortable and he can do what he knows. 
And I uh, think that's that's uh, that's with the uh, Galan LeBron. It's it's hard to it's hard to know which one of those guys is actually better, LeBron or, or Galan. Yeah. It's it's like really close. But if you look how Galan plays on the left and what he covers and how he actually plays mm -hmm. his game, it's pretty insane. Like it, I think, and 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 obviously while while Coelho is a lefty. Uh, you cannot really say he's on the left because he's on the right, but he plays yeah. like the the backhand side, and because of that, he has these massive smashes from yeah. from the middle. But usually, lately, when uh, Galan and LeBron like destroyed them twice yeah. as well, they were playing to Coelho. And Coelho yeah. was under a lot of pressure, and they really didn't put it on Tapia. And again, like you don't really know. It, it, it could have been that maybe he had a bad day, or maybe he he felt like, oh, okay, maybe this this isn't really working out the way I it should be. Yeah. But yeah, uh, my favorite is Stupa. He's a very good player. Quite I just love quite, his rulers. Quite unique. Yeah. 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 Not that you asked it, but anyway. No, but that, what you mentioned, <laughs> what you mentioned, I should have asked. You're, you're right. I should have asked. <laughs> I have to say that um, you are completely right. Uh, whenever Galan and Lebron, they play Coelho and Tapia, it seems like uh, sometimes uh, they want to uh, force Coelho to play a lot. And I feel like um, it's because at some point of the game, uh, he starts losing his confidence. And yep. I remember in Vigo, um, when they were on the bench, by the way, something that I really love about watching Paddle right now is that you can actually listen to the players in the bench. Yeah, who understands Spanish, it's so it's, it's better for you. It's, <laughs> it's not that good for me who doesn't understand uh, Spanish, but yeah. For me, I promise it's, it's the best. It's, I watch the games just yeah. because of that reason. Yeah. And, and Tapia said to Coyo, todos confiamos en vos para que te lo cojas. And, and what, what like, that means? We, yeah. we are all like we all have the confidence that you are going to destroy LeBron, like in your in cross court. Let's say, like we know you're gonna yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, and and he's like whenever. He's, oh yeah, in Vigo. They, whenever they have, he's yeah, able yeah. to to play his best, uh, the game is close. But if he does, if he loses that confidence, I feel like LeBron and Galan, they are just so clever on spotting that and they go all in. So, so it is actually really close. I wouldn't know uh, which player is best. I would say right now, I feel like Galan and Lebron, they have an extra gear on top that Koyan Tapia yeah. they don't have. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there, there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of speculation about they might break up hmm. for 2024. Um, I hope not because I really like them. And I, and I, when I spoke to Pablo um, from El Cuatro Set, um, Pablo Garcia, shout out to you as well. Um, it was it was quite an interesting one because because um, um, he he said that they act like football stars, yeah. which I sort of get because now since pedal started to become a thing in in so, sort of central to northern Europe, yeah. they were the number ones. Red Bull is their main sponsor. Uh, now, obviously, we've got uh, Bea Gonzalez, yeah, who also well. is sponsored by Red Bull. And, and it's just um, unbelievable to see that a, a massive company like Red Bull is in paddle, which is great for us because it brings a lot more money. Now that next year, Premier Paddle will be, Galan and LeBron will be number one seeds. Mm. So if they break up, 
they need to get sort of similar players. But it's 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 hard as well. Who would you get? They Paquito, said... who's who's like almost out the door. Uh, Senyo, who who's who's like sort of who gave up this year. Like I don't know. I would I, I I cannot really see them separating. Apparently. What happened is that uh, Galan called uh, Dineno yeah. and LeBron called Stupa. Or the other way around. I, yeah, didn't yeah. Know, yeah, I don't yeah. know who called each yeah. other first. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Super Pibes said that yeah, they, Super Pibes are... It's going to be 2024 are, are is another together. Super Pibes uh, so, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I get it. So back to that question which I asked you, but then, then the uh, professional tour just took over. So how do you see Paddle oh, yeah. getting ahead in the next year, in the next three years, yeah. five years, will we, like obviously the next step for Paddle will be to get more of everything, but after it will be to become an Olympic sport. Hmm. So how do you see Bristol, how do you see the UK, and how do you see like sort of central to northern Europe doing in like the WPT or sorry, the Premier Paddle, and, and also just like how do you see Paddle yeah. going ahead? So it's a very good question, and indeed, I, I, must, I must say that everybody in Europe is wondering why does the UK not have more paddle centers? Like, it could be perfect, right? It's a country where it's raining a lot, it's quite cold in winter, like having a facility like this is like life-changing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love spending time here. So why this didn't happen before, like in other European countries? Apparently, they say that it's because of legislation, because it's quite hard to get a facility like yep. this one in the UK. Yep. Uh, on the other hand, like some other countries, like Sweden, for example, it's super easy to open a club. So, and to close it as well, yeah. unfortunately. So now that I see these kind of facilities, I saw uh, We Are Paddle Derby opening and filling the courts super quickly. I saw Rocket Paddle Bristol opening up and getting this insane amount of players uh, in four or five months' time, I think that this is going to be the new trend. And wherever uh, they open a club with this standard, because I think that's very important, yeah. like now people relate to this, they don't relate just with a normal core wherever, no, they want the whole paddle experience that um, a company like Rocket Paddle is able to offer, I think people love it. And who couldn't, right? It's like, uh, they are, you are giving people the chance to do something with other people. A sport uh, is good for mental health, is good for physical health, is good for relationships. It's, it's just, you are selling joy, right? Yeah, and yeah, 100%. So, so I think it will grow uh, massively, like in the rest of the European countries. Uh, in the professional side, I think it's more complex, uh, obviously for, for the reasons that you can imagine. Uh, countries like Spain and Argentina, uh, they are very far away from the rest of the countries because the sport has been there for, for longer, years, plus yeah. they have the academies, the, the, um, the competitive environment is right now in, in, in Spain. Like you go to Madrid, you go to Eurindor in Alcorcón and you see M3, the academy from Mariano Amat, Jorge Martinez and these guys and you see so many good players training together. You need that to be yeah. an elite player. You, yeah. you, you must be very good, but if you are not surrounded by other elite players, you cannot scale, right? So I could be, like, I'm really willing to see what's going to happen here in the UK because I think there are very talented players. Like, for example, they have 
Tia Norton or Christian Medina Murphy. Uh, obviously, Christian, I think he, he trains most of the time in Spain. Sam Jones. Yeah, uh, Louis Harris. So you have very talented people. Now my opinion is that the, the federation is responsible for providing resources uh, to that people to succeed. And obviously it's very hard to offer something similar to what they have in Spain, but that would be the goal. And of course, like I, I did a training course for the kids uh, a few weeks ago, I think that's the future. Like spotting the real talent uh, when they are kids, I think is yeah. a game changer. Yeah. And, and, and you see that, like we had in the grade two that we had in Rocket Paddle a few weekends ago, I saw some 12 years old guys that I'm like, And they were amazing already. Imagine if they would have started, because they probably started yeah. playing tennis and then they switched to paddle. Yeah. But imagine if they started from the very beginning in paddle. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I actually thought about it and it's good that you bring it up. But if you, if you look at Paula Jose Maria or yeah. Gemma Triai, they were converted from tennis. Yes, obviously they yeah. were like, uh, they, they had the kickstart of like Mariana Ma yeah. or, or, you know, all these, all these amazing uh, coaches where, who, who take you on. But I think when you know how to volley, when you know how to, to hit um, a top spin yeah. smash, originally, you just need fine tuning to get, yeah. get it right. So I think it's not, and if you look at Reg Gab, for example, hmm. he never learned paddle, really, but he, because he has those amazing hand skills. Yes, he will struggle a little bit from the back wall and how the turning on the corners and that sort of thing. But with a lot of practice, you can actually get there. But you have a lot stronger base with the volleys. Um, I think, like, in the men's game, it's not that, that common that a tennis player is converted to paddle. I think none of the, of the top ten were tennis players. They and are, then they they are. Most of them they are. Like, in um, the, only genera like the, the, generation, the first generation of players that started in paddle are... Uh, Galan, Lebron, Coelho, Tata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I but mean. But if you go older, like, uh, yeah, like I'm Bella. not 100%, but I'm pretty sure Paquito Navarro, for example, he used to play tennis before. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty Navarro, sure yeah. Bella and, and yeah, uh, Juan yeah, Martin Diaz like the, as well. The, um, older guys, I'm pretty sure they come from tennis. I mean, compared to you, they're older. Compared <laughs> to me, they're not necessarily older. So, you know, that's like... Uh, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, like uh, Coelho and Tapia, I'm old. I'm old. Yeah. Uh, yeah these no. guys, they are the first generation of players yeah, that 100%. they come uh, directly from paddle. But I think it's a, it's a difference. Like even because what you were mentioning, like, no, if you have the bodies, then you can transfer that to, to paddle. Yeah, that's true. But the mindset is completely different. Oh, yeah. And I see that a lot in, in the UK. Like I came to the UK, I started playing paddle, and I was going to tournaments, uh, playing people that I didn't know how to play against them. Because yeah. they, they play tennis on a paddle yeah. court. And it's are, so tough. They are it's so, so tough. good tennis players. Yeah. They, they do things that I had never seen before. Yeah. Like yeah. half volume from the back of the court, bowling from the back of the court. Uh, and you're like, fast what, are you, what are you doing, mate? Like, like, that's, that's not, not that's how not you play. Paddle. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. not paddle. Like, no, I get it. And, and, and it's good that you say that again, because I had the same feeling. Like, I'm, I'm telling it to my tennis teammates as well. You can get better at paddle when you actually forget that you're a tennis player yeah. originally. And I, and I don't, like, I, I am 
adjusting so easily nowadays when I get on the pedal court and on the tennis court because it's a totally different movement. Yeah. Uh, like the volley itself, it starts the same, but then you just cut it in pedal. Mm. In tennis, you just, you just follow it through. Yeah. Um, like it, it was quite funny because we, we had a really great clinic uh, a couple of weeks ago in Lockleys and, and um, the guy who was, uh, who was teaching us was saying that our backhand volley should be like down here. So this is how you hit it. Like there's the Paquito backhand volley. So it's not like this, it's like down there. And then you really cut it. In so, paddle? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was top 100 or top 50 in, yeah, in the world, yeah. so he was, he was pretty good. But what, what, like, it actually works. I mean, I, I'm, still, I'm still, like, learning these things, and I'm still learning the back wall. And, and I'm, like, I've been playing for a year, so I cannot, cannot really expect myself to yeah. know everything within a year. It is, I think why paddle is really good is that you can pick it up really quickly. Yeah. You can have good games really quickly, yeah. but over a certain level, Wow, there's so much levels to it. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's harder than tennis. I've heard that they, some people say they it's harder. I don't think so. I think, again, we, we don't want to compare ourselves, yeah. even if we are really good in, in like the area and that sort of thing. We don't want to compare ourselves to like the professionals because it's a different game. But when you are on the same court, and I've, I've been on the same court as like Sam Jones, yeah. or, or I can say Bebe Auguste, who's, who was world number one yeah. for four years. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm an absolute idiot on the, on the pedal court. I mean, if he, if he played properly, I wouldn't <laughs> win a point. But there's the same with Roscoe. Like Roscoe is such an amazing pedal player that you just see him play and you're like, yeah. mate, you're, you're like, why, are you, why didn't you turn pro? But you know what I mean? It's, that's, that's the great part in paddle that anyone can pick it up. Anyone can be great at this to a certain level. And to, to start competing, that's a whole different yeah. animal. That's a whole different yeah. animal. So I, I certainly, I mean, you know, we, we, we are both loving this game. So, so for us, it's quite easy to do. So, um, so yeah, you think paddle will be an Olympic sport? I hope so. I think uh, squash became Olympic, yep, uh, yep. not like probably a few weeks or a few months ago. Uh, yeah, I think a couple of months ago it became an Olympic yeah. sport and it will be in 2028. Yeah, I think like so. Um, so I think that's the way to go. Um, I don't remember the exact number of countries that they need to be playing paddle to a certain standard to, to have the possibility of consider this Olympic. Uh, but I definitely think that's, that's the way forward, right? Um, and will create a lot of awareness. Uh, I know that in Europe, people go crazy with paddle. Uh, hopefully here in the UK is the same. Uh, I think it's starting uh, also in the United States. So I think that's our chance. Whenever it pops up there, uh, it will create a lot of awareness. People will love it. I mean, people are loving people it love already. The sport. It's so good. Uh, that's the thing that when they just started, it's just mm. it's, it just works. And here's what you said. Like, if, if I can mention this, um, it's way easier than other sports to to get a baseline level. Uh, so it's really um, approachable. Um, everybody can join and, and have a good game. But at the same time, if you want to compete, is what you said. You have many things yeah. to learn. So yeah. that's beautiful, really. Yeah. So yeah. if we compare it to football, for example, in Spain, 
football is the the biggest sport, right? And in in, in all the world, really. Is Getafe your your team? Getafe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a good that's a good team. So you know, yeah, it's in first yeah. division. So yeah. um, if we compare it to football, like for example, my group of friends, we have all played football in the past, but almost no one plays football now. We watch it on the TV. I mean, for example, me, I don't watch it anymore, but people watch it on the TV, but they don't play it. Yeah. But paddle, it does happen. Like, yeah. you watch it, and then you also play it. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's one of the reasons why it has so much potential. Yeah. Because everybody loves to play, not just to watch it. Yeah. One of the last topics I want to wanna cover with you for now, and, and we'll see each other pretty soon yeah. anyway, not just on Wednesday against each other, <laughs> maybe with each other. We haven't actually talked about it, who we're playing with, but I, I want to ask you if, if you want to pair up this week, um, is you are sort of an ambassador of a brand, at least in yeah. Bristol, right? Can yeah. you tell me a bit more about it? Because I think Pablo mentioned this brand before. Yeah, it's uh, Hook Paddle. So um, is the... And do you want to say how uh, we, we were saying the Aveners or the Aveners are called? <laughs> Aveneros, right? <laughs> Aveneros. We just, uh, we just basically were joking about it. And, and we just said that obviously a lot of, lot of guys in, um, because of Gonzalo partly, and, um, and shout out to Chema here as well, um, they're using the Hook racket the hook battle racket so we just called them not me i'm playing no. rackets, but we called them the hookers <laughs> so I the evaneros the evaneros are the hookers <laughs> you carry on <laughs> I, but yeah like uh, right now like i'm, I'm distributing a uh, hook paddle in the uk um this was basically because uh, when i was back in derby like so many people approach uh, to me and say like hey listen what racket should i buy or even uh, some people that I didn't know, they bought the racket that I was using uh, for themselves. And I was like, this is insane. Like, people don't know what to buy and they just see me and they buy that racket. You know why? Because you're so handsome that they want to look <laughs> like you and play like <laughs> I'm you. Sorry, it's not because of that. <laughs> the thing is like, okay, so um, many people don't know what racket to buy. So why don't I choose a racket that I really like and, and I promote that brand? So uh, I had Hook in the Mac uh, since, a, since a long time ago, uh, and I approached them, say, listen, I really like your rackets, like, would you be willing to work with me? Can I be a uh, hooker? They said, of course, for us it's very important that you test the whole range of products, and then if you like it, uh, we move on. We will see if there is something that Are we they based do. in Madrid? Yeah, it's okay. the, the owners of the brand, they are Javier Arenzana, he used to be a professional player, um, he used to be the owner of Paddle Love, a very iconic brand uh, many years ago. Beba Augusta, for example, he used to play with Paddle Love. Uh, and then Alberto Mancho is the designer of the rackets. He's been designing rackets, paddle rackets for more than 20 years, so he really knows what he's doing. For me, it's amazing to talk with him. He's the person that knows more about rackets uh, I ever seen. You can ask him whatever you have in mind, he knows the answer. It's insane. So um, the, the, the quality of the rackets is super good. Uh, I grabbed, I remember that I went to Madrid, I grabbed the whole collection in a paddle bag uh, and, and I was going there playing with my friends with 11 rackets. <laughs> Imagine the jokes, <laughs> like changing the racket every two, three games. Yeah. Um, and I just love them. Uh, and there was one in particular 
um, that I really I always say that that's the kind of feeling that you need to have um, whenever um, you grab a racket and you try it. It's like the moment I, I grab the racket and I play with it, like the, the two, uh, three first points, I was like, it seems effortless. It's like I don't have to think which racket I have on my hand. It's just natural. So that's more or less the feeling that you should have when buy a racket. It can be a hook paddle racket, a barleon paddle racket, like uh, the ones that France sells, uh, a different brand, but that's the feeling that you are looking for. And that's why I always say that you should try a racket, have it on your hand, and look for that feeling. Yep. Don't buy the racket that Agustin Tapia uses because he's, the colors are very nice. For me, that's a stupid. Like, try so many different rackets. It's the same and as And use tennis. the one that yep. you like. Yeah, 100%. The one that, whenever you got that feeling, that's the one. So yeah. I, uh, this is the hook solid. Um, I've been playing with that racket for um, almost one year now. And I'm always tr uh, testing different rackets. Students come and I bought this racket. I'm, I'm, I've tested like probably like three, 400 rackets uh, this You like years. the Puma though. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. This is actually a, a nice one. So I've tried many different rackets and sometimes I'm like, oh, this racket is so nice. But every time I go back to the Soli, I'm like, this is my racket. Yeah. I know this is the one. It's so easy to play with it. So yeah, I really recommend Hook and I really recommend uh, especially the Hook Solid for those of, of you who, who like something a little bit more top heavy, not super top heavy. So medium high balance, such a nice racket. You Brilliant. have to try it. You haven't tried it, right? No, no, I haven't tried the, the solid. You you gave me another one, which yeah. I actually like. That I, I yeah. think it was quite good. Although we, it was just mucking around, we haven't really played <laughs> normally, so that's that's another thing. But but yeah, uh, Gonzalo, we can carry on and we will yep. carry on. But let's uh, let's finish with uh, with this on yeah. a high because like you know hook rackets are really really good and and uh, and obviously shout out to them as well. And um, see you in a few weeks. Uh, more to come. Yeah. So. Do look out for this space on both uh, the Pedal Drive and the Pedal Podcast as well. Or sorry, Pedal Drive and the Pedal Podcast. Yep. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for the chat. It has been lovely. Um, hope that the listeners actually got to know you a little bit better. Yep. Um, they know me good enough because like, I, I tend to speak a lot anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much. And yeah, everyone should get out on a court and just play some pedal. Yeah, and before we close, I, yeah, I would really uh, like to say thank you to you, Dennis. I think your mission is amazing. Uh, from all the podcasts that I've listened in, in Paddle, uh, I think yours is the best. Uh, I really like your approach. Um, it's just a, a talk with people that I admire talking about paddle, keep it friendly. So I would really like to wish you luck. And uh, please keep doing what you're doing. I think it's great. Thank you.